You're listening to the Bear Down Chicago Podcast with Logan Bradley, Ryan Dangle, Patrick Sheldon, Brendan Chagru, and Jack Wright. The Bear Down Chicago Podcast. Yeah, we're that Bears podcast. All right, folks, welcome to the Bear Down Chicago Podcast. It's episode one, boys. I am your host, Ryan Dengel. I am joined by Jack Wright, Logan Bradley, Patrick Sheldon, and Brendan Chagru. Boys, episode one, we are in a new pod. Same guys, new pod. I can't believe it. Here we are, boys. What's happening? You know what this feels like? This feels like college when we all live together in a dorm room, and then we get a house like off campus. Like We're all still together. It's all fantastic, but now we're a little more responsible for stuff, and some things could break, and we might have some you know pretty lit parties. I think it's great. So that just means who who hates who first, because when you live with people, you're going to eventually hate them. So Sheldon. we'll see what happens. We all, we all hate Sheldon. Yeah, that's, that's a given. <laughs> Look, it's a special occasion. I even put on pants. You guys can't see it, but I'm wearing <laughs> pants for the first time on this podcast. So I all right. it was pants optional. So I, <laughs> I, I did not wear pants. Folks, you can find me on Twitter at Ryan Dengel. Uh, Jack Wright, you can find him at Bear Down Jack. Patrick Sheldon, you can read him on the fan sided or the uh, Windy City or find him on Twitter at P underscore Shells. Brendan Chagru, you can read him on Bears Wire or you can hit him at Brendan Chagru. That's S U G R U E. And Logan Bradley at Bear Down Bradley. Boys, this is enormous. This is huge. Our guest, I can't believe it. We are joined by Adam Rank, fantasy analyst for the NFL Network and host of the SIG podcast with Adam Rank. Adam Rank, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much for having me. This is a a tremendous occasion. I do want to kind of know what happened because you guys had an opportunity to leave Shagru in the dust and be like, oh, dude, (laughs) new podcast. We can only do four guys now. This went from a five piece to a four piece. You could have easily been like, yeah, sorry, bro. Like we did that to a guy like that, that whole scenario of like, hey, let's move out. And then uh, the one guy that we were trying to get rid of, like, bro, we only could get a two bedroom. Like, sorry. Um, Every yeah. time I have to I have to sound out his name and spell it out. You That's know what I mean? why it's, it's it's just it just it doesn't make sense. You know, so I have it's, nothing a, it's ag- like no, no, no. I was going to say I have nothing against him. I just wanted to say Shagru real early <laughs> and establish that I know it. And then I, I might not say it again for the rest of the day. <laughs> Shagru, you might need to phoneticize it for all of our guests, you know, instead of spelling it correctly. He does. He does. He does. On, he finally put it up on Twitter. And I'm like, oh, this is the greatest day of my life. Second greatest. But uh, so, it was huge for me. So, Adam, I did that because in a span of maybe like a few weeks, I got a shout out on Waddle and Sylvie <laughs> and I got a shout out on uh, Parkinson Spiegel and none of them can say my name right. And I'm just hearing it. And like, even Spiegel said, he's like, yeah, I think that's how you say it. Right. When they were like, Sugru, I'm like, all right, I can't do this anymore. I gotta like actually write it out for everybody to get it, but you nailed it. You've been good with it. Thank you. I've been trying. I've been working on it ever since uh, Nick Moriano was on my show and I kept calling him Moses Moreno. I felt like I really, as a professional, I need to be better about this. Like it's, I, I think I take for granted how easy my name is to pronounce. And uh, 
I just, I need to be better about that. And, you know, I got too cocky working with Akbar Bajabi Amila and knew how to say that pretty quickly. So then I thought nothing could phase me. Uh, that is not the case. Folks, we couldn't be here without the amazing contributions of Jeff Cadwallader. Are you thinking about buying or selling a home in the Chicagoland area? There's one guy and one guy only. Jeff Cadwallader at Properties knows you need experience when it matters most. He's making it happen for his buyers, using proven tactics to help his buyers get the contracts. And it's not about paying the highest price either. Contact Jeff Cadwallader today to learn more. Visit GenevaJeff.com or give him a call or a text message, 630-254-4734. Jeff Cadwallader, that's our guy. And if you do, let him know that the guys at the Bear Down Chicago podcast said hello. You know, by the way, I don't know who Jeff's competitor is, but if he wants to, if he or she wants to, you know, promote the sick podcast, I'll happily. No, I'm kidding. I'm joking. I'm joking, I'm joking Jeff. I'm joking. I won't do that. I won't do that, Jeff, out of deference and respect. Jeff's, Jeff's the man. No, no, no. I'm teasing. Jeff's a good guy. Uh, plenty of people I know have bought houses from him. So I'm just teasing. The smell of fresh cut grass, the sound of a toddler's laugh, and the feel of a fresh new haircut. Where are you going to get your haircut? You're going to get it at Sheridan's Barbershop, located in historic downtown Wheaton, Illinois. They've been serving the community for 68 years. They now have six barbers, and they're open six days a week, Monday through Saturday. They have appointments available to book online, or you can book it on the phone at your convenience. You can go to sheridansbarbershop.com or you can call 630-668-0137 and book yours today. Sheridan's Barbershop, where traditional meets modern. Can I can I just say as a bald how tough it is to listen to that ad every week? But man, do I have some some serious Sheridan's envy. I wish I could be in that chair. I really do. You're not alone this week, Sheldon, though. You're not alone. Sheridan's don't they do beards like they could trim they me up too. every every, every is, time he says that I'm like get your bro beard they trim they do beards like listen Sheridan's is not about getting a haircut per se it's about the experience and it's about going in you know getting you know maybe having a cocktail before does, does Sheridan <laughs> serve I don't remember but um but like it's a, it, it's a, an experience it's a it's a nice little break you know, for those of us and we have kids, we want to get away and be like, you know, what? I'm going to go down to Sheridan's, get this trimmed up a little bit. Got a neck beard working. Maybe we'll trim that back. So, Patrick, show some respect for Sheridan's. I'll, next time we're both in town, we'll go out to Wheaton and I will treat you. Beard trim. You're on. Let's do it. I was going to say, Sheldon can grow a pretty good beard. We've seen it in, in the past. So we, we definitely need to make that happen. Whereas Dangle has more of a like a an Orton beard, you know, just a really dirty. Why, why you got, why you got to do uh, episode one? Why you got to do me like that? Right. Hey, yeah, you also play guitar like him fighting. too, though. Nothing grows in the middle of my mustache. So it's like the anti, like, I won't even say the name. I know you're saying. Knows what I'm Anti-Jordan. Yeah, yeah, Anti-Jordan. <laughs> Back in the day. Nothing, nothing like being like two minutes, three minutes into a new podcast and almost getting a mention of that person. <laughs> Off to a hot start. Well done. Charlie uh, Chaplin. Charlie what, Chaplin. What, what, there you go. What are you guys talking about? Yeah, that's, there, that's, that's what I'm talking about. Fair. All right. Well, we were going to start with uh, a lot of fun draft talk, but there is some unfortunate serious news uh, regarding the Bears that I think we need to address. So earlier this weekend, 
New Bears wide receiver Byron Pringle was arrested for reckless driving. He was doing donuts in Florida. He had a young child with him in the car, and apparently he was being uncooperative with the police. So this is kind of really blown up in the last, I'd say, like few hours now that we're recording. So before we get to kind of the fun stuff, I, I really want to know, and especially from you, Adam, you know, for a new wide receiver like this, is his job in jeopardy? And kind of where does where do you think he sits with the team right now? Yeah, I don't want to have a cop out about, you know, more information or anything like that, because I, I said this, you know, because I was thinking about this last night as driving home with my daughter from the Angels game is I made an illegal U-turn, but I wasn't pulled over. I wasn't, you know, con- confronted by a police officer or anything like that. But what it sounds like, if the reports are accurate and everything right now is alleged, if he was reckless driving, if he was speeding in a Hellcat, and doing donuts and was confrontational with an officer. That's the kind of stuff that I really feel that, especially in a brand new regime that you should probably have zero tolerance with. And I think that it's something that needs to be treated with more seriousness. And I don't want to go back and, you know, relive the, the, the drama that happened or the, the tragedy that happened with Henry Ruggs. But at some point you really need to start sending a message like this is not acceptable. Like when you are behind a wheel and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm one of those hippies too, that loves bicycles and stuff like that. So I'm already like sort of anti-car, but it's like, it's a real big responsibility. And I think that, you know, whenever you drive with children or this, when you drive, like it didn't have to be whether you're with children, but like you need to have more responsibility. And if the bears went out there and, and, you know, again, doing the proper investigation, making sure you have all the facts and giving Byron the proper opportunity to respond. You know, there's, you know, I would definitely want to hear his side of the story, but if it comes out that this report is accurate, then I think that I would not have a problem with getting rid of him. Adam, do you think that kind of reflects badly on Ryan Poles, both of them coming from Kansas city at all? Or do you think this is just kind of an isolated incident? I mean, it's hard to really, hold the general manager too accountable for this. I know that it looks bad when you start piling up uh, what happened with, with Larry Obanjobi. When you look at the uh, Patrick Bates situation, if you had to cut ties with Byron Pringle, if this turned out to be true, then it would look bad. It would look, I mean, it's not a great look, but at the same time, I think it would be worse to just kind of, you know, to let this stuff go in order to like not have a bad headline or something like that. And I think it's a, it's kind of a nice, um, a nice difference from what we saw with Ryan Pace. who would be like, yeah, he's with, this was Ryan Pace. He wouldn't be going anywhere. Uh, We would have overpaid for some other offensive lineman and they would have just let Obanjobi come in with the injury and been like, whatever, we'll, we'll work it out. So you know, I again, like all of these combined looked not great, but again, I'm not going to I'm not going to judge Ryan Poles uh, based on the actions of uh, what just happened with Byron Pringle. Uh, switching gears a little bit to uh, the draft, which we got coming up this week. You know, for every team, I feel like there's it can go a variety of ways. Obviously, fans are always going to be critical. Some fans are going to be happy with how things happen, but. Coming up this weekend, Rank, what do, what do you think is the nightmare draft scenario for the Bears? If they take uh, too many defensive players, 
But I, you know, what's funny though, when you talk about like the, the nightmare situation with the draft, the, the thing is, is like everybody I believe has gotten so, in, so attached to either George Pickens or some of these other guys, like it's crazy. Like everybody does a mock draft, whether it's Jacob and Fonte, Verlissimo, anybody like uh, George Pickens has become the guy, like if we don't get him, like everybody's going to riot and we really don't know what's going to happen with him. I mean, like he's the nice player, but uh, I, I just feel like it's important that nobody gets their heart set on one particular player, one particular position. Although I will say with everything that's happening, and I've said this on plenty of shows, I just want to go all offense. Like, I don't care. Like we'll figure out the defense. We'll sign undrafted free agents to play nickel corner. I don't care. I actually think that some of the signings that they've made uh, so far in free agency, defensive wise, of like, yeah, these guys will start. This will be fine. Eber Flues has shown that he can win with no name guys. And well, Darius Leonard was is not necessarily a no name guy, but you can argue that like he became a name guy because of Matt Eber Flues. That if we invest in the offense, that uh, I think that's what I want. I don't want to be like, oh, we drafted two defensive tackles. Like that would probably be the the nightmare scenario for me. From a listener, we have a great question, uh, Adam. Do you think that the Bears will trade some future picks to get back into the first round if Chris Olave falls in the draft? Oh, man, that's a good question. I don't really believe that there is a, a as much as they would love to have Chris Olave and put him together with his buddy Justin Fields. I still think that, that Ryan Poles has shown the discipline to not, to not overspend or anything like Ryan Poles is your annoying friend who you travel to Vegas with. And he's like, I've got a budget of 200 gambling dollars a day and that's all I'm spending. And he loses it at the crap table at uh, eight in the morning. And then he doesn't gamble for the rest of the day. And he's so disciplined and you admire it. And you're like, that's not me. Like, I'm like, all right, I go, well, I'm here to get like, I'll start rationalizing. Like I'm here to gamble. So I'm going to break out more money which is uh, not not great. So anybody, so if my family's listening uh, before I leave to Las Vegas on Wednesday, I'm going to stay in control. Uh, but the thing is, is um, I, I, re- I really do believe that he believes in the long-term approach. And I don't think that there's anybody that has really enthralled him so much that he would be willing to risk the future on somebody who's you know relatively unknown. So I, I do believe that if anything, we would probably go the other way and move down in the draft and acquire more picks and acquire more capital. And I think that, you know, and this has been a sentiment that we've seen on bears Twitter uh, over the last 12 hours after the Byron Pringle thing came out is that we're probably now going to have to draft more Why? I don't mean to laugh. I'm sorry. Um, we're probably going to have to need to draw or draft more wide receivers and really make sure that we build out the room that way. I'm going to have to follow up with a Vegas question after knowing that you're going to Vegas. I'm, I'm assuming for the draft, right? No, I'm going to golf. Why is what's going on? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I would, uh, I would agree though, because, and even, even though we clown and pan Ryan pace for doing the same thing over the last few years, people, I think people forget his first two years, he was pretty safe with the draft. He kind of let it fall to him and he wasn't necessarily as aggressive. And truly this bears team is not one player away from being, you know, a pretender to a contender. 
So yeah. it's always easier to say like trading back is it's easier said than done because you have to have two to tango and of course. you know, you got to make sure somebody's there, but I would be enthralled and shocked if, if that actually, if that scenario or any scenario where the bears trade up into the first round happens. Yeah, actually, if you, I mean, if you look at what Ryan Pace did, I really agree. Like I really agree with a lot of, of what happened. I don't, I did not agree with the Mitch Trubisky pick. I would have gone and on the field. I think this still would prove and this would prove to be correct. I like Deshaun Watson as a football player, as a football player in the 120 to 53 and a half. That's it. As a football player, I like Deshaun Watson more. But I I do think that Ryan Pace, you know, slowly built through the draft, landed at his quarterback of the future, then went all in with him. And then they made a run for it. It didn't work out. The coaching hire probably wasn't what they wanted to do. It he had a good game plan. Like it's one of those things. Again, this goes back to like your best intentions. Like it is what again, like going going to Vegas. Like, well, I'm just only gonna bet two hundred dollars on the blackjack table a day and go for it that way. You could still lose that money. Like, yeah, you had a great game plan. You only lost, and that was kind of what happened with Ryan Pace. Is like you had a good game plan. You hired your coach, you hired an offensive-minded coach, you drafted a young quarterback for him to mold. You surrounded him with a great defense, and it was almost perfect, except the coach sucked. The quarterback was unable to develop, probably because of that coach. And uh, you know, it all went for naught. But the approach was fine. And I I feel like polls is going to be very similar in, in that respect. So, Adam, a lot of folks have criticized polls approach. And, and I, I think you and I agree and a lot of folks on this pod agree that the patience that he's practicing is probably a good thing uh, and is even um, suggests that he believes in Justin Fields long term. But we know a lot of folks uh, have been pushing this narrative that maybe Ryan Poles does not believe in Justin Fields. You know, Mike Florio came out and suggested maybe he's uh, potentially sabotaging the roster uh, or perhaps, um, you know, uh, looking to move on from Justin Fields as early as next year. You recently had Connor Orr on the sick podcast talk about his piece, you know, saying that, uh, you know, if the the NFL had a a transfer portal, that might be something that would benefit Justin Fields. You know, I I just want to know with all the negativity around Justin Fields, we haven't really seen some of the same narratives uh, or, or the harsh criticism of maybe Zach Wilson or Trevor Lawrence, who have been in similarly bad situations their rookie year. Why, why do you think we're seeing it more for Justin Fields and perhaps not for some of the other top quarterbacks drafted? I think it's easier to pick on the Bears. I don't know. Um, I, Connor and I did talk about this because Jacksonville broke the, broke the wide receiver market by going out and getting – Christian Kirk, like he set off a chain of events that has impacted a lot of teams might actually end up impacting the bears because of what, you know, Devonte Adams was able to get from the Las Vegas Raiders as he made his way out of town. I do believe that the Jags have gotten their fair share of criticism because of, uh, you know, there's people who are like, well, Doug Peterson is a retread. He got fired. They get, you know, and they, they gave him the benefit of, but Lawrence still gets the benefit of the doubt because people thought of him as a can't miss prospect. So that one, okay, that's fine. They, they, they get their, they get their criticism for overspending, but not for like hiring Doug Peterson or anything like that, or overspending for Christian Kirk, not as much as you would think. Um, The Zach Wilson one is the one that I brought up to Connor because I agree with you and like, yeah, why don't we talk about the jets? 
And it's like, well, they, they tried to get Tyreek Hill. I'm like, that's cool. They did not get him. Like that's I tried. Like I tried to make the PGA tour. I didn't make it. You don't get, <laughs> I, do I get credit for that? Your people would be like, well, he tried like his, he shoots nineties, which is probably not going to make it on the tour. Um, but it's like, yeah, like intentions are fine. But like, if you cannot pull it off, why that that's actually a bigger deal. Like that is the thing. Like I, the bears don't have anything to trade for a guy like Tyree kill or Debo Samuel or anything like that. We don't have anything to move. Like we don't have the money. Like, what do you want me to do? The jets have the capital. The jets have draft picks. They got everything, you know, they, they can trade players. They do whatever. Nobody wants to play for the jets. I think that's a bigger thing that that should be the bigger thing. Like, yeah, nobody, nobody's going to go play with Zach Wilson. Nobody wants to go to the jets. Tyreek Hill was like, yeah, I'm not, don't send me to the jets. All these guys, Devontae Adams didn't go to the jets. I know he wanted to go play with his buddy, but like nobody's going to the jets. Now watch this Debo ends up in New York, but <laughs> again, I think that's a bigger thing to me. Like, yeah, like, I don't know, pick on the jets for a while. I, I, I mean, I don't know. I, and I still think that Justin Fields is probably a better prospect than Zach Wilson. And it goes back to like, I don't know. Justin Fields was out there competing at a high level in the CFB destroying Clemson, you know, on a broken back. And Zach Wilson was lighting up Montana state. And you guys are like, yeah, this, how, how can this go wrong? So I don't know. It's fine. I, again, like I'm just, I'm, I'm immune to it now. And um, I know Jack, I think Jack and I were talking about this on my show that like, it sucks because, and I, I'm, it's really personal to me, but I, I go the two teams that get picked on the most in football and baseball, I think are the angels and the, and the bears. And I root for both of them because <laughs> the angels always get like, it's always like if, if Otani doesn't go five for five, people are like, Oh, he sucks now. Or trout hits solo home runs. Trout never hits a home run when it counts. You're like trout literally tied the game with a home run. Like you cannot say that his home runs don't count, but whatever. So I don't know. Yep. But my point is pick on the jets. Cause they're still, you know, the jets. Yeah. Then the, you typically see a nice little honeymoon period with a new coach and a new GM. And it seems like the bears honeymoon period was pretty short this year. Did we get one? We didn't yeah. even get one. We had to go to work <laughs> the next day. Like we were at that reception late on a Saturday night. We had a hungover brunch on Sunday. We showed up Monday and everybody's already complaining. Like what happened? Like, what? Is, <laughs> like this was a smart, I, I will say though. Uh, and this is one of the things that Connor talked about. Matt Eberflus is a coach that a lot of people have a lot of respect for. So that was a good hire. And if you want to, and I, you know, you don't have to go and listen to the show. I mean, it would be nice if you subscribed and even if you don't listen to it, just let it play on your computer while you're doing something else, whatever, <laughs> just give us, give us a view. But, um, but he was saying like, he does think that it'll eventually work out because he is a good coach. I think a lot of people still, for whatever reason, are not completely sold on Justin Fields. And I go, that's right. I forgot that we give up on quarterbacks after a year now. Um, but we'll see. You know what? We've like, he's, I think he's really in a good spot too. I think with Luke Getze, I think with, um, with, 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 with signing Lucas Patrick, I think that, that doesn't get enough credit, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that it's, it's going to work out pretty well. But, um, but I'm, I'm, I'm still optimistic. I just, when you talk about that, especially with Justin Fields, it feels like, I always think of when they asked Don Shula, why do you spend so much time on the small details? And he said, 
well, what's a small detail? And I feel like sometimes we, we forget about in the midst of all this talk and all this buzz that the, that he still needs to be coached, right? I mean, and they're already doing that just in simply like how he stands in the pocket and which foot it is that he puts forward. And, I, yeah. and what's clear is that that, that type of, of development of skills, fundamentals, dropbacks, ball protection, reads, the complexity of the game, the speed of the game, none of that's gone on in the building. And so it would be nice to see if some of those types of actual coaching elements are applied to Justin Fields. And then let's see if he's any good or not. Because yeah. I, it's almost, I mean, and I get it because of the media cycle and everything is we forget that those, those small details when it comes to football really do mean everything when it comes to coaching and developing players. He needs to be coached and developed just like any other. I think he's our first round draft pick this year. Yeah, I think they, if whatever sport you ever play, there's always these minor things that you have to do, that you have to master. And I remember playing, I played with this kid when I was in high school. We were playing high school baseball who had this thing, his swing, he always lifted his back foot when he swung. It was kind of a Hal Morris type of thing. And uh, I remember one time sitting there in a cave, not in a cave, we were playing soft toss. Like one of the guys was soft tossing. I was laying on the ground, like trying to hold his ankle on the ground just to get his, like, just to teach him how to swing that way with like, keep your weight back and stuff like that. And I think that, you know, what Justin was going through, just the minor thing of like dropping back on your left foot, which is the opposite. I don't know if this is the opposite. Cause I'm left-handed. So I would, I would naturally drop my left foot and I'm also goofy footed. So I don't know. But it feels like, you know, it's just something you got to teach. And it's just like a muscle memory thing. So when you're out there practicing and you're trying to work on something, you a lot of the other things can like kind of fall off. You know, it's kind of like trying to practice a, a golf swing where you're like, well, I got to practice on keeping my arm close or whatever it is. You kind of just want to get that that situated. And Justin's now working on, you know, dropping the right, dropping the correct foot, which now is his left foot to get the timing out and a lot of that. And then everything will just start to come together. Like it'll just start working out. Like it's going to be a Miyagi, like a Mr. Miyagi. Like, why am I painting this fence over and over? And at some point it's all going to come together. And so for us to sit here, not us, but like the outside world to be so dismissive of him out here in April, like, ah, forget it. Like he didn't learn this new technique in an hour. Like that's <laughs> it's over now. Like F it, draft a quarterback, transfer out, go play for the C. Like what? Just slow down, everybody. Like there's a lot of there's a lot of time left to go. Let's give it a like if you're in a position like when Jordan Love goes out there and struggles, you're like, hey, he's been in the system for a while. Let's give uh, Justin Fields a little bit of time and a little bit of opportunity. Well, Adam, speaking of this, this new offensive system that Luke Getze is bringing in and you being the fantasy guy, is there someone on this roster that you're kind of looking at maybe a little bit more closely you think like this guy could really be a, a home run hit next year in fantasy um, could really benefit from Getsy's offense you know what it's funny because I would have to go back and look at it again but Equinemius St. Brown kind of translates into that deep threat that the Packers need that the Packers have and that Devontae Adams was far and away the targets leader and I know that Darnell Mooney is not that size, but if Darnell Mooney is getting the volume of targets, he's going to end up being successful. 
And I think, okay, so now you got like Equinemius is stretching the field. Darnell Mooney is not the physical stature of Devontae Adams, but he's the target monster. You have Cole Komet, who a couple of years ago, if you remember when Bob Tunyon broke out, and I think he had, I want to say it was double-digit touchdowns, but he had at least nine, I think it was. But Bob Tunyon had a nice year. Like, okay, Cole Komet could easily play that role of the Bob Tunyon. You know, he's not Kelsey. He's not baby baby Kittle like we had hoped. But uh, if he's if he's a better version of Bob Tunyon, like, okay, I'll take that. And then you look at, um, then you look at the running back situation. Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon did very well for that team. And if you have Herbert and David Montgomery coming in and filling that type of role, you're like, okay, I have a, I have a, I have a vision where this can be a very successful offense. Cause that's what, what the Packers do. They don't, they don't, I mean, if you've noticed, they have not gone with two all pro wide receivers. They've done it with one guy. And I, while I would like the bears to add more people, I still think that there is a basis, a foundation that this season they can be kind of a, like a, a Kirkland version of the Packers offense. Like some people might be like, oh, not quite as good, but like, that's still good. It's from the makers. Like you, you grab the bottle of sky and you're like, oh yeah. Like, look, this is, this is practically gray goose fuck or whatever it is. Um, so I could see that like, but I'm always the eternal optimist. And I know that it'll, it'll take a little bit of time. Like Aaron Rodgers was obviously an established professional quarterback when this system took place with Matt LaFleur. But still, I think that we can start to see some of the benefits from Justin Fields uh, as early as this season. By the way, don't sleep on Kirkland. Kirkland's got good I, stuff. No. <laughs> I like her. Listen, I like her. I just don't like the fact that like my pants have the same name as the as the protein bar that I'm I'm eating and the vodka that I'm swilling. Like <laughs> I don't know. Call it something you- else. We got a 30 rack of Kirkland beer in college one time, and I've never tasted any liquid that was worse than that. (laughs) I'm still nightmares. Where did you go to college? University of Illinois. Yeah, it had to be something with because I know out here in Southern California, like some of the local microbreweries make the Kirkland brand like of IPAs or whatever like that. So it's actually pretty decent. I don't buy it, but it's like I've had to have had to have it before and it's been okay. Um, I will say, though, for anybody who likes golf, I'm a Srixon guy, as everybody knows. If you follow me on social media for an hour, you'll be like, okay, we get it. Um, (laughs) This the the Kirkland wedges and the Kirkland wedges are I'm I would almost guarantee you they're Callaway. And I would guarantee you that the Kirkland putters are odyssey putters i cannot 100 guarantee you but i'm 99 sure this is a little side tip that's a kirkland get in get in here you want to do want an ad you yeah, right. <laughs> by the way kirkland, we're yeah. looking for sponsors kirkland. <laughs> and I, I can't take them because i got the srixon brand so that's a freebie for me but still buy <laughs> but buy srixon anyways uh adam we got a couple just like a couple questions before we let you go and they're not really football related. So the first one I want to ask is, I feel like you have Schaumburg ties. Like yeah. all, most of us are all, except for shells, we're all suburban people. Yeah. So like, what's your uh, Schaumburg ties? I'm curious. Yeah. Would you be a Saxon or a Cougar or yeah. How's that going to work? No, we would have been, 
What is uh what's Schomburg High's mascot? The Saxons? Saxons. That's what I thought. Uh my my sisters were Saxons. I was out of there when I was five. So we've been out of I've been out of Schomburg okay. since I was five. My sisters went through it. I um my dad was in the Navy, and when he was eventually finished, you know, he was from Sterling. My mom was from Oswego. And eventually, you know, my dad had been out here before out in Southern California. He's like, we're out of here. We first actually we made a detour. We went to Illinois or excuse Illinois. We went to Atlanta, Stone Mountain. And the first winter we were there, there was an ice storm. My dad's like, now nah, this is we're out. We're going to California. I know it's not going <laughs> to snow. We're on that. We're on the outside of L.A., like sort of in the desert, just where the desert would be, uh, except it was, you know, I don't know if you can gentrify a desert, but um, right outside, there's no chance of snow. So uh, that's where I grew up, just outside of Anaheim. For anybody who's been to Disneyland, we were the next city over. And uh, so I do not root for, and this is always a, a bone of contention for people. Like, why are you an Angels fan? Like, well, I grew up out here. So I like the Angels. My parents were Cubs fans. So they're like, yeah, whatever. Um. I was allowed to like the Lakers because Jordan hadn't really become Jordan yet. So my dad was like, yeah, fine. You can like the Lakers. And he did. He wasn't real. He wasn't a real big hockey guy. So he didn't mind if I, and the, the Kings had Gretzky. So he's like, that's ah, fine. So uh, the bears though was non sort of non-negotiable. I, it took me a while to get there, but like, yeah, okay. Like just to make the family happy, the Rams, you know, were obviously gone. And uh, I don't think I I think he would have been fine. I think my dad would have been fine if I was a Raiders fan because he was he's sort of like, you know, like you don't have an AFC team. But he was like he wasn't really upset with the Raiders ever. And uh, actually, I remember who do the Raiders who did the Raiders beat? Well, they beat the the Washington Commanders. What do you say now? Like, what do you how do you revisit history? Like, what team did Joe Theismann play for? Like, what do you say? Like, I got in trouble for this one time. I'm I like, have, yeah, I have so many issues when it comes to writing articles about people like, well, they were drafted by the Washington used to be Redskins, but they played for the football team. And now it's the commanders. It's hard. I don't know the rules. Someone tell us the rules. I don't know. Cause they're like, Hey, can we, I had to retape something one time. Cause I was like, Hey, you know, he, he played, he was a member of the Washington Redskins championship team of 1991. Like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. You can't say that. You're like, it happened. Like, it, I don't know what to <laughs> tell you. Happen. <laughs> like, they were like, I don't know. They're like, just say Washington. I'm like, but it's, I don't know. So Mark Rippon or whomever. So, uh, so my dad did kind of like the Raiders because he hated Washington, which is like, if you, I guess the eighties, there was a riot. It was in the eighties. It was the bears, the 49ers and uh, Washington. And it's funny because my dad you know, the, there wasn't as much outside of the Charles Martin thing. There wasn't as much vitriol for Green Bay because they were so lousy for so long. But like a real, real hate for the 49ers and Washington, because like that, you know, they kept them from the Bears having, you know, multiple Super Bowls in the 80s. Like the 80s, like it's this is my dad's just always tells us he's like that son of a bitch. Bill Walsh caught. <laughs> cost Walter Payton a touchdown in the Super Bowl. And I'm like, I need to hear this story. He's like, listen, he's like, it was the 84 
NFC Championship game. McMahon was not playing, which is the only reason we lost. And they were the 49ers were beating us. And Bill Walsh put Guy McIntyre in the backfield. And that pissed off Ditka. So then the following year, when uh, William the Refrigerator Perry came aboard, they put him in the backfield and then had success with it. Like he had, and like Dick has still hated the Packers. So Perry scores a touchdown against Green Bay on Monday night football. And then he gets enthralled with it. And then in the Super Bowl, you know, Walter Payton gets stopped a couple of times. So he's like, I'm going to go to the fridge because the, the Patriots weren't going to allow Walter. He's like, you just allow Walter. Like you just put, you keep going to him. Like he's not going to be denied. So then he blames. So as much as like, he's, like upset with Dicka, but he's like, well, Dicka only got the idea because of Bill Walsh. So that was a, that was a big thing for him. And I guess that has nothing to do with me being from Schaumburg. <laughs> by the way, <laughs> by the way, when I, when I signed up for my uh, TSA pre-check, I had to get my, uh, my uh, birth certificate and the address on my birth certificate says Hoffman Estates. And I'm like, what the, f- what is this? Wow. And everybody that's like, nah, whatever. This controversy. Like, how are you whatevering this? I've walked through my life <laughs> right. telling people I was born in Schaumburg, the hospital, Park Ridge. But still, I'm like, this is a big, and they're like, nah, whatever. I'm like, this is like finding out that your birthday is different. Like, oh, it was actually on the ninth. <laughs> like, that's a big deal. Nobody else cares. Like, eh, whatever. I think that's a big deal, <laughs> especially since like, I mean, you talk about the suburbs, like neighbor, everybody talks about Naperville, Arlington Heights. And I mean, Schottenberg's one of the bigger ones. So when you yeah. kind of have that as like one of your go-tos, then you find out part of your life's a lie that you actually lived in Hoffman Estates. That's hard. It's a, it's a lie. And it's like, um, I cannot figure out where our house is because If you go down Gulf Road right there, like if you're leaving the mall, if you're leaving the mall and you're going towards, let's say, the baseball stadium and there's a Portillo's that would end up being on your left if you're going towards the baseball stadium on Gulf Road there. Back a couple of stoplights, there's a Presbyterian church that I know we went to because I've seen it in photos. And I'm like, so the, the house has to be around here. So now I'm like trying to figure it out because I actually Googled the address on uh, on Google Maps and it doesn't show up. So it's like, wait a minute. Like, cause I pulled up a photo and it's like where the address would be. That's not the house. And so, uh, and nobody's of any help. And we so, got a nobody, cold case file. This could be a whole, like your whole childhood. Nobody I volunteer for this. I, I, work I do. Right down there. I do know that I, I grew up in a cul-de-sac because I remember, and we didn't have a basement and the house next door did. There was a fire chief who lived next door who would paint his fire hydrant red, white, and blue. And uh, I remember we had to go into his basement one time during our tornado. One time, fun fact, I remember being in a tor- like one tornado showed up out of nowhere. And so the guy next, the, they weren't home next door. So my mom got us into the closet in the living room. And like, you could see, you know, you know, I open the windows, let the wind fly through. You could see the wind just flying through. And like one of my scissors is like, we're going to die. My other sister's laughing hysterically. It's a big, it's a big thing. Was that in Hoffman Estates? Was that in Schaumburg? I'll ne- I don't know. I don't know, but it was a big thing. 
All right, two more questions, and then we'll get you're you like out of no here. more questions. Like that was the how? No, we, that was great. I loved it. How did I end up on a twenty minute rant on Bill Walsh? <laughs> all, all of our listeners from Schaumburg are gonna just love every single second of this. They go, we know he lives. We know yeah. he lives. That's <laughs> it. Figure it out. Allegedly. Figure it out. Allegedly. They're gonna look at every cul-de-sac, and then they're gonna look at like Zillow ownerships, and uh, try to figure that out. All right. Since you're heading to Vegas real quickly, what's your go-to game? Uh, Oh, you know what? If I have the, uh, the proper bankroll to be able to like kind of ride the waves, there is nothing better than being on a craps table as it heats up. Like every, like the great thing about craps as opposed to blackjack is that you can be on a, a hot blackjack table, but be losing. Like I've had that happen where like there's six of us there and I'm playing third base, playing proper third base, you know, doing everything for my part and losing my ass. All my friends are winning and high fiving. And they're like, this sucks. Whereas when you're on the craps table, everybody predominantly is on the same side. Like there is always like a contrarian who's trying to play the don't pass, but they're hopefully quiet, keeping to themselves and doing whatever. And uh, I think craps when craps is on a roll, there is a thing, although uh, one of my uncles taught me how to he taught me some system for uh, for roulette that actually worked. And um, I was playing it and it was working at a casino night, which was for no money. And I'm like, well, is it working? Because I'm not you know, there's no money like there's really no like I'm on the I'm on the I'm on the driving range right now. This isn't like gambling real money. I might put that to the, I don't know if I'm allowed to gamble when I'm out there too. I should really not be talking about that. <laughs> I might not be playing. I think the rules are, I can't be in a sports book, which is like that whole town is a sports book. <laughs> you can't be gambling on work time or whatever. So as far as everybody from the NFL is concerned, I'm not gambling. <laughs> and if you see me in Las Vegas gambling, don't take a photo. <laughs> So, Adam, we got one more question before we get you out. And uh, it's one that's been a source of consternation amongst oh, this geez. group. Yeah. It, so, I, look, I don't want to, like, overstate it, but I think the future of this pod's friendship with, with the SIG podcast probably rests on your answer to this question. So That's true. Got to give me your ranking. Golden or chocolate Oreos? What, what's your top Oreo? Oh, if this is where we have to part. Um <laughs> then so be it. I know that uh, sometimes you need to live in the future. I don't, I don't, I don't swing a persimmons golf club, for instance, but at some point uh, you cannot go against the classics. And to me, it's chocolate Oreos. Oh or it's, yeah. Or it's not. There we go. I don't, my guy. I don't need it. Like somebody <laughs> like, I, I just don't stop. Like why? Like find something else that sucks. And change that. The Oreo's doing fine. We don't need to change that up at all. Like, why golden Oreos? Get that out of here. Play the hits. Oh, I'm crushed. I'm crushed. It's tough. I it's tough. I thought we were cool, Adam Rank. I thought we were cool. <laughs> there, there, were, there was some slander being thrown around on Twitter, and we were defending. But I don't know. I don't know if I can do that anymore. Defending me? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I'm sure if we, we really think about it, who, you know, uh, in Bears... Uh, Twitterverse, oh. you know, all the things that have been going on as of late. I'm sure you can really think about who I've been upsetting and... a lot of people like all the beat writers <laughs> got mad at me uh, for a little bit. 
for an error that we made, um, which is was actually was our fault. And then uh, that barstool kid who took a uh, took a photo, <laughs> the Justin Fields thing. I didn't know that guy was part of barstool. But I was like on total access uh, a couple of days ago, posted a video. You can find it on my uh, on my YouTube page where uh, this is pretty cool. Like this time of year uh, when you're doing total access, they're like, hey, uh, hey, rank, you got a you got three minutes. I'm like, OK, what are we doing? And they're like, whatever. <laughs> Why am I I'm like, yeah, whatever I can. But like, do you want to do like some sort of Chicago rant thing? And I'm like, yeah, OK, like, OK, cool. Then you got it. I'm like, oh, like that. That's what we do now. It's April. You guys have run out of, of talking points for Daniel Jeremiah. I can just go out and do whatever. And I did that like twice last week. It was amazing. So I go out there and I do the thing. And, um, and so I was just doing my little rant or whatever. And then at the very end, I'm like, if you're some blogger who didn't get your photo taken with Justin Fields, like, <laughs> I don't care. Like, who cares? Like, he's our guy. And then that person apparently was upset. Uh, thank you for watching, by the way. Um, <laughs> sent all sent all his little, you know, sent his fans out. And I, I get it, you know, when these guys have like their very fervent fans come out. I just, I don't know, like, just be better. I don't know if you're spent, like whenever people come out and they're like, oh, they're really giving it to you. I'm like, they're throwing out like swear words and like homophobic slurs. Like it's nothing like nothing matters. Like this all bound, like that's an instant block. Like I'll never have to see them again. Like so long rando. And they could be like, this guy's soft. I'm like, dude, you're commenting on a photo of my daughter saying dumb things. Like that's an instant block. It's the people that have like a really intelligent take, like a really intelligent takedown of you where it really just gets you in the feels like <laughs> this guy, you know, like there, you'll read like, you know, like there's been times where you're like, God, this guy really got me like not like I'm not I'm not distraught, but I'm like, that's very well reasoned. And I'll usually uh, I'll, I'll usually respond and be like, there you go. That was very funny. It was very well thought out. I've got no response. And sometimes that's just the better thing to do, you know? And I, I think, uh, I don't know if that's my years of being a comic where you're just like, at some point, like I was sparring, like we were sparring with somebody and some, and you know, every once in a while, somebody just gets you with a good one. And you're like, I just got it. I got to tip the cap. It's like being a pitcher, you know, you grooved one, they sent it four fifty. Like, I'm not going to bean the next guy that was on me. Like I've, I'm the one who set you up for that. So I can't be upset with that. But uh, I don't even know what I was talking about. There was a question. It had nothing to do with the question. I know it was about Oreos and I'm already talking about the bar stoolies. But uh, but anyways, so, so chocolate Oreos, I think, is the takeaway. Adam, we just want to say thank you so much for being our first guest on the Bear Down Chicago podcast. Uh, obviously, NFL Network. The sick podcast with Adam Rank. Anything else that you want to plug before uh, we we send you on your way here? No, that's that's really it. I think um, you know it's been fun. I know that I I'm wearing a fantasy legend T-shirt. I don't know people. I always say this too because people I'm like I always ask like Am I allowed to wear this shirt like fantasy football legend? And I always equate it to be like you know if you saw Dave Grohl walking around in a rock and roll legend t-shirt. You wouldn't think too much of it. And then you're like, well, did you just compare yourself to Dave Grohl? And I did. Absolutely did. That's super intentional. Um, so it's been cool. Like the fantasy stuff has been going great. I've been, you know, getting these opportunities to be on total access, which has been an absolute blast. 
And then uh, going out and doing the the sick podcast as well has been a lot of fun because it does allow me an opportunity to just kind of like dig in to the bears. And I know that uh, a couple of you have already been on the show recently. Hopefully at some point, all of you uh, will work that out. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to bother you guys too much, but uh, we'll, we'll have you all on at some point. And uh, it's just been cool um, being a part of the, uh, the bears community that way. It's also why, again, like I'm very unintentional for not, you know, for everything that Kevin Fairbain and everybody were, what he was upset about completely our fault. Like I want to, if anybody didn't hear me talk about this before, I just want to throw that out there one more time. Like our fault, like we're in, I'm an idiot. Like that's completely my fault. I think we're, every, I think we're good with everybody now. Uh, we just want to be, we want to be uh, good members of this community. And uh, I really just want to be a part of it and just have hang out and have fun. So I really do appreciate you having me on this show, having it be your first one, uh, that it's not something that I took lightly. So uh, I do appreciate you asking me and uh, hopefully we'll do this again very soon. But of course, we'll probably see all of you back at some point on the sick podcast with Adam Rick. Awesome. Thank you so much, Adam. Thank you, gentlemen. We're back in a podcast together, all of us. And our first episode out of the gates, Adam Rank. How much fun was that? It's a great Super time. Fun. My God, just to be and to be with someone, you know, obviously who's been doing it for a, a long time. And uh, I know a lot of you guys have gotten to talk with him, but that's just uh, it's awesome to kick off the first podcast like that. That's it's very cool. Yeah. For the people who don't know, he's really been just a huge supporter of us. He's obviously had Sheldon and Jack on his show and it's, it's genuine. Like he, he was really excited to come on. And I just think for somebody of his stature, somebody who's so prominent in the NFL world, I mean, an NFL network host, like that's, that's incredible. So we really can't thank him enough. And I mean, that was just such a fun interview. It's so fun to kind of, you know, just get on one topic and then we hear about like different stories and everything. And uh, just what a fun ride. That, that was a lot of fun. His analogies too are just like next level. Everything is an analogy and it's always spot on. That comedic I, background that comes through in a, in a hilarious way with him. I, so I would really, yeah, I, you're right, Jack. I would love to see him do stand up sometime. I mean, I think he'd kill it. Gentlemen, this is our first episode. And while we want to, again, say thank you to Adam Rank for coming on our episode, I think it is important that as we start off this new venture, we were formerly with the Bear Down Report. Now we are the Bear Down Chicago podcast. I think it is important that each of us kind of shares a little something, something you're excited about, what you're expecting this podcast to be. Um, any kind of quick thoughts on that? So let, gentlemen, let's do this. Let's go Jack. Patrick Sheldon, Brennan Chagrew, Logan Bradley, and I will finish it up. Your thoughts on this brand new venture that we have going on? I think, well, it's exciting. I mean, I, it would be hard to describe the level of excitement that went down in our, you know, in our, in our, uh, our thread, uh, our chat was all about like, hey, can we do it yesterday? You know, I think everybody was constantly like, we, we had to take a hiatus. We had to get everything right and in order. But in the meantime, we were we were really itching to go. I think very quick. I think I think for us, like it's an instance oddly that looking forward is looking backwards because what we what we've done is just like Bears analysis from guys who absolutely love the Chicago Bears and laugh, love to laugh, and I think that combination is what I look forward to the most. I'm super stoked to do this with you guys. 
Yeah, this is great. It's so good to be back on with you guys. And honestly, it's just being able to talk bears with four friends again. Um, and, you know, we hope to continue to bring you the same analysis that we've brought you uh, for so long. And um, I'm just I'm just pumped to, to be doing this again with you guys. I missed you all. You wanted to say I miss your Moscow. We've said that like ten thousand times. Yeah. We need a different, <laughs> need a different like quote or something. I don't know, but I'll echo what you guys are saying. Like this is, this is something that I think we really we had a lot of fun with when we were just doing it as part of the Bear Down Report, and we're really building on that. And Sheldon, I know. I mean, I came in last August. You came in, I think, like full time in October or November or something. And we're just going to continue to build that chemistry together. Like you said, it's basically just four to five friends talking bears every single, you know, I don't want to say every single week, but most weeks where it's just fun to share our opinions, share our analysis, have some fun. And I I think the fact that we are building an audience and have just a, such an awesome loyal listenership is, is so it's, it's humbling and, we just don't take it for granted. So just continuing to build on that is, is something I'm really excited for. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's tons of special things about it. I think number one is the really cool that we're the first five males to ever start a sports podcast. So like that makes us really unique. Never been done. Never been done. We're the first five to do it. Um, like but no, exactly. It's just, we're just, we're breaking barriers. We're doing new things. Um, but in, in all, in all seriousness, I like, you know, kind of taking a step back and giving people a peek behind the curtain. Like you don't see me a lot on Twitter just because I live on Twitter with the job that I do, but like being able to be with this group of people who you guys have worked so hard every single day to, to make this what it is and to be able to come on this and then have people actually want to listen to the things that I say. I'm just very thankful to, to be with you guys and to, to talk to everybody as much as we do. To continue that trend of peeling back the curtain just a little bit, uh, Mike Page we have nothing but the warmest thoughts for Mike Page and all of the people at the Bear Down Report. Wonderful. Uh, it, we left and, and it was, uh, it couldn't have gone better. People are like, where's the drama? Where's the, dr-? no, no, there, there isn't one. We just, we saw um, a space for, for this podcast to, to grow in, a, in, a, in the direction that we wanted it to go. And that's why we're doing this. You know, the thing that I always love about this podcast is we say that it's family ish where this new podcast is gonna be family ish and we're gonna we're gonna push it to that line as much as is possible but hopefully keeping it family ish uh, i'm just elated to be talking with jack patrick brennan logan um you know we, we have a fantastic text thread but you all don't get to listen to that and uh, we're just we're excited to be to me make it a podcast again gentlemen i'm gonna put you on the timer We're going to go back to the exact same order. So it's going to be Jack, Patrick, Brendan, and Logan. You have 45 seconds to give me your quick Bears thoughts as to what's going on, where you kind of see this team. You could talk about the draft. You could talk about just anything you want, but you've only got 45 seconds. Actually, let's make it 46 seconds for that nice little Bears uh, connection, right? So you've got 46 seconds in which to recap how you're feeling about the Chicago Bears right before the draft starts. So we're going to go Jack, Patrick, Brendan, Logan, and I will finish it up. All right, Jack, your time starts now. It's mixed because they're not going to win a lot of games next year, which we uh, know, and that's going to be frustrating to watch. My hope is that they trade 
one, if not both, of those uh, second-round picks. Now is the time to leverage other teams who are on the cusp of greatness and to be able to use our position and our draft position to be able to accumulate as many picks as we can, as much cap room as we possibly can, while walking that razor's edge line of still supporting Justin in a way that allows us to know whether or not he's the franchise quarterback or not. We don't need to be taking any shots. We don't need to be no Debo's. We don't need to be doing that stuff. And that's hard for me to say because I frigging love Debo, but patience is a virtue we must have it bears all right sheldon you ready you got 46 seconds jack actually I'm, i gotta say that i'm really impressed that was really well done a lot yeah. of bears in information in 46 seconds all right I'll sheldon. twice in 46 seconds if you really need me to <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes and probably, probably there well. it is there it is if you're listening with a small child right now they won't get that but we did <laughs> you will and so did you <laughs> <laughs> we're like the Disney films that throw in a joke for the adults just to make sure you all are listening to us. So, all right, Sheldon, 46 seconds begin now. All right. So I was kind of with Jack and sort of down on the upcoming season, but I don't know why maybe I'm drinking the Kool-Aid when I heard Adam rank the other day, talk about how they won six games with a terrible schedule and an awful coach, basically incompetent and said, why can't they win three more games with an easier schedule and a competent offensive staff? Uh, you know, I started thinking maybe it's possible, but when you get down to it, really, all I want to see is that incremental improvement from Justin Fields. I want to see them accentuate the things that he does. Well, I want to see them build an offense around the strengths of the team and, and continue to develop, uh, to develop the franchise quarterback. If they do that this year, the record to me in the grand scheme of things is meaningless. So, uh, that's what I'm looking for. Ooh, and two seconds to spare. All right, Shigru. There's plenty of time in there probably for you, Shells. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was All very right. good. Shigru, <laughs> right. nice. your time on the clock starts now. So I'm not one to clown Ryan Poles for what he's done this offseason. I think it's been effective. The first free agency class so far, that's not going to make or break his tenure. Build through the draft, continue to get draft picks, and build for the future, and most importantly, support Justin Fields. I think this season is probably not going to be great, but there are going to be bright moments and establishing a new culture is always, I shouldn't say always, but it's usually going to net some positive results, especially after the last one was so really just awful. So I just want to see improvement from Justin Fields and I want to see this team just move in the right direction with those right moments in 2022. All right, Logan, your time starts now. So I just want to talk about something that Rank talked about during when he was on the show. He was talking about the Jets, how they're not a team that people want to go to, that people want to sign with, et cetera, et cetera. I think this year, going into this year, it's all about fixing, building, rebuilding the culture, whatever you want to call it with the Bears, so that they are a team that free agents look at and they see talent maybe on the roster, but somebody takes a leap because they believe in something that Poles is doing, because they believe in something that Eberflus is doing. And that building is just adding good character guys. So I think the more that they're able to do that, similar to what the Bulls have done this year, everyone knows the Bulls weren't going to win a championship this year, but kind of show us brought in better players kind of made it a brand again that a place people want to go and that's what the bears need to do this year and it it, it might be boring but all right yes dangle you got to go now hold on i i i, I can start the clock no myself. i am doing the timer for you damn it okay all right all right <laughs> go i 
have been way more down on the bears than I think the rest of you guys have. And I think it's partially just because uh, I am a broken fan. I'm, I'm sick of watching this team lose. I, I I've said it before. I don't think they brought in the right staff, but you know what? I'm, I'm happy to put it on, on pause, you know what? And just to kind of wait and see what happens. What I really want to see is them get a weapon a wide receiver, a tight end running. I don't care. Just a weapon for Justin Fields to develop some real chemistry with. So it's not just Arnell Mooney. It's somebody else out there that, that he can develop this season, which they're not going anywhere this season. They can develop something special. That's what I want this season. Dang, you guys all landed the plane very well. I felt like I, I started to panic at the end. <laughs> Nice it's job, hard man. when you actually see the timer on the screen. Yeah, I say, as soon as you, as soon as Dangle started doing that the whole time, I'm like I kind of don't like seeing the number. Is it fair it's to like say you got you, you, we ruffled your feathers a little bit? That's all. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. So I know the sun was out frisky. today. It was awesome. Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. I would say it was it was pretty nice. Yeah. All it's right. Sunny. So so Jack, uh, it it we we knew that this first episode wouldn't be complete without one of your questions. So we're hoping that you got a good one for us. So Jack, what is your question gentlemen i would like to know what is your best worst breakup story awkward excruciating hilarious tell us about it what is your worst best breakup story let's go dangle then sugar then patrick then logan and i will finish it up now, now, gentlemen, we, I think we've all been there before at some point where, you know, things start to develop with, you know, the person that you're with, you know, at, at a particular evening, you know, and things can be getting hot and heavy on the couch where we're, we're making out. And uh, I didn't realize that she had a cold at the time. And, you know, we're, we're smooching a little bit. And then she kind of stops the smooching for just a little bit of sniffling. And the sniffling progresses and gets more and more and more to the point where it's like, I'm starting to see things and not just hear things. Oh. And then at one point I'm like, Hey, do you want to, she's like, no, 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 we're making out. We're having a good time here. Um, and then she stops mid make out grabs the pillow that my head is resting upon no. wipes her nose with Ooh. said pillow. I, I see. <laughs> everything oh. and then takes the other side of the pillow and finishes oh. the job and then goes in for a kiss and i say nay nay oh. this will oh. this will not this will not go and the very next day i i i think i i called and was like hey i'm really sorry i just i think we're in very different places relationship wise and um yeah it's I just... not you it's me oh, <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Wow. good night everybody <laughs> low-hanging fruit Brendan. yeah yeah that's she used yeah, that's it. hold on but she used both sides of the pillow to both like, sides that's, that's of the pillow. that's savage that's i almost respect it i almost respect it just a little bit <laughs> but but it was the after you see that and i'm gentlemen yeah. i'm i'm trying so hard and not only to keep it family-ish but just to to not yeah. give you the visual too much but i saw things that i don't want to see and then mm. she said hey i'm gonna initiate again and so i said nay nay this is it all right mine's not as disgusting um it's not really disgusting but so i was uh i was dating somebody coming out of college and 
you know, we had, we had dated in college, but I had moved home. Uh, she was in another state. And so it was kind of, you know, started to drift apart a little bit, but she came out for a 4th of July weekend and we were sort of like, okay, let's see if we can keep this going. We ended up breaking up and I'll fully admit, fully admit she kind of initiated it. And I was like sad, but I was like, okay, I kind of, I, I get it, you know, like, all right, so have a great life. You know, what time are you leaving tomorrow and all that? She's like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, we're broken up. You're leaving tomorrow. Right. And she's like, well, you know, we're going to the 4th of July thing and you know, your friends are coming. I feel like I should just, you know, stay the weekend and, you know, not make it weird. I'm like, no, you staying's going to make it weird. That's And so I could not talk her out of not going home. And so I was like, you know what, whatever. So she stayed the whole time for the, uh, for the 4th of July, like, you know, party, we went out to, uh, Itasca. I don't know if you, if anybody's been there, they do a really fun 4th of July thing. And I was just so conflicted. Cause I'm like, this is my now ex-girlfriend, but nobody else knows about it. And I, what am I going to do? I feel awkward for you. It yeah. was, it, it was hard. And then <laughs> she, uh, she got too drunk and we were driving back and I wasn't really drinking. And, uh, we had to pull over to the side of the road and she was puking on the side of the road. And I just oh. let her go. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I mean, like oh. I just let her do it. And somebody's like, Brendan, help your girlfriend out. And I just look back. I'm like, she, she's not my girlfriend. <laughs> like, and I'm just like, you know what? I'm holding no one's it was, hair back. <laughs> I mean, it was just so weird. Like the whole day, like we were obviously friendly and amicable, but it's like, I kind of want you to leave. I don't want to yeah. deal with you right now. Cause like, we just went through this timing is terrible who does that i mean i i do in in hindsight i appreciate her coming out to like do it in person but i'm like you know we we could have found another way (laughs) um i've never talked to a woman in my life before so i don't know if i have one here Um, no um i I did this isn't really that great but i dated someone for a very long time went to drove to a location where she lived at the time to initiate the breakup and went through the whole thing. And this was around Christmas time. So I think that like she, there was a, a sort of an exchange of gifts to be planned. And I don't think that I brought any, but like she gave me this like very nice, like pullover shirt, like another nice, like athletic sweatshirt or something like something else. And like after this excruciating long, like hour and a half of like, you know, the worst conversation two people ever want to have she was still like, well, you can just have these. And I was, I was like, are you sure? Like, I feel weird. I still wear them to this day. This was a while. This was a while ago. And I love that pullover and I love that sweatshirt. So I hope she's doing very well. I, I, and, but thank you for those, for those gifts that I got to keep that. I feel like I shouldn't have kept at all. That's a win. That's like, that's a win. It was, it was. Yeah. So, so sorry. It ended up being a good breakup story. No, that's okay. That's, that's awesome. What do you got, Shells? I think you just witnessed it. I mean, to hear Adam Rank tell me no. that he puts the no, chocolate Oreo come. above the golden uh, was a kick to the coin purse. Like, <laughs> felt like I just stayed up all night to make, you know, a delicious gourmet meal. And he comes home four hours late with a bag of Arby's. Um, <laughs> but if I have to go with it, if I have to go with the real one, uh, not a terrible one, but kind of a funny one. When I first got stationed at Fort Eustis, Virginia, I met this girl and uh, <clears throat> she, uh, I knew she was religious, but, and I, you know, I wasn't very religious. And, uh, so we we're talking one night and she was telling me how I need to, I need to find God and me being that, you know, smart, you know what, that I am, uh, I went got 
this is how long ago it was, a Garmin, you know, the GPS thing, if you guys know what those are, and uh, and punched in uh, God and the GPS and found some church of God or something nearby and told her I found them. And she didn't really like that. <laughs> uh, that was <laughs> on spot. That was pretty much the end of the relationship. Oh, that was it for her. Yeah, that was it. That was oh, it. Wow. Uh, not even something to joke about. So that, <laughs> that went south in a hurry. It was not a match made in heaven. Is it was not. Oh, hey. oh, well, you done. guys are tossing wow. out the zingers tonight. I love it. I got to, I got to, now that I'm a newish dad, I've got, I've got to, you know, all these dad jokes just waiting inside. Yeah. <laughs> you're on a, you're on a good start. You're on a good path. I think you, you know, you're, you're well on your way. You know how, uh, you know how you just kind of know when it's over, you yep. know, like you just, just decide almost in your head like this is good. this is this is done it's it's cooked well i had planned a uh a, a day trip uh with this girl we'll, we'll call her brenda so we were heading up to devil's lake wisconsin and it, it's beautiful by the way if you have never gone need to go take your kids take your take a date uh or, or a girlfriend or, or a spouse go go on the ferry uh message me i'll tell you how to go that way it's really worth it three hours away, Ryan. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a good drive up there. So we had all the way up there. Uh, it's beautiful hiking. Uh, you know, you can walk around. There's, a, there's beaches. I mean, there's lots of people. Great, great day. We had a beautiful day. Sit down to have our picnic. And I decide that that will be the moment uh, in which I tell Brenda that I don't, I'm just not feeling it anymore. Like I just, I'm not feeling the same way about her that she's feeling about me. Right. And I feel like we should probably for each other's best interests, you know, go our separate ways. Well, <laughs> we've got to drive back <laughs> to Illinois. It's three plus hours in the car to get home. And we're probably about, I mean, and it's super awkward and silent, you know, from the point at which I tell her, you know, hey, we're broken up to, you know, we get in the car, we're driving dead silence, not a, not a peep. We're about, I don't even know, not quite halfway home. And she looks at me and she says, you know, Jack, if uh, if you're going to break up with somebody going forward, could I just suggest that you don't take them three hours on a hiking trip somewhere in Wisconsin and break up with them and still have to drive all the way home? And like Rank was talking about, that was one of those ones where I was just, you know, in my in my head, I was just like, you're an idiot, Jack. Like, why, <laughs> like, why would you, why would you, I just don't think things through sometimes, guys. And I just, I felt like right there, I was like, I got, I'm going to break up with her right there. That's a long, long, long yeah, drive. And there's yeah. like, there's nothing to look at for most of the trip. And you're just no. like, oh, it was three hours of, of, it was three hours of awkwardness. Did you actually just not talk the whole time? Uh, other than her just calling me out rightfully so. Uh, and yeah. me saying, yeah, you know what? You're right. That was about it. That was, there was no other talking. So. Oh. That was pretty bad. Jack Wright, everybody. Jack Wright. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) All right, gentlemen, this has been an amazing first episode. Uh, Obviously, you know, this doesn't feel like a first episode because we've been doing this together for a long time. But, uh, you know, new, new, new digs, right? Like uh, a new space in which to, to try all this out. Uh, but gentlemen, unfortunately, it is time to end this first episode. We're going to give shout outs. Uh, let's go. Logan, Brendan, Patrick, Jack, and I will finish it up. Shout outs that you might like to give anyone that might be listening to this podcast. 
Uh, first one's very obvious. Adam Rank. I, th- I don't think I need to say too much about it. We just talked about it. Gracious with his time. Awesome guy. Hilarious. Knows his stuff clearly. Um, and uh, yeah, we just really appreciate uh, everything that he's done for us. And uh, hopefully we can uh, we can continue to hang out and uh, and and do that thing going forward. And then second one is is Scott Schwartz, uh, somebody on Twitter who is constantly constantly interacting with with everything that we do has been super encouraging with with the launch of all this so that's at scott underscore the schwartz and uh we just really appreciate you know not only scott but really just anybody who is who's willing to listen to these these five guys talk some bears football so mine i got a few um first off our guy ryan badgley badge of honor one of the nicest bears fans you could ever meet out there he is just so positive he's so welcoming um dangle actually this is like i think the anniversary or close to it of the like the year long or yeah the year anniversary of when we talked last year uh on his podcast which i know he stepped back from but um just one of the nicest guys huge supporter of us through and through so definitely got to give him a shout out uh also shout out to mama bear um again fantastic bears fan she's everywhere she's such a huge supporter of not only the team but like bears fans everywhere she's i've just not i've only had positive interactions with her and she sent us a question earlier uh, earlier this weekend for the podcast um just one of the nicest people so gotta give a shout out to her and then lastly i don't know this guy's name I really don't, but he's been one of my personal biggest supporters since I started writing like three years ago. His handle is Dorian must go. He's like a big hockey fan, but he's also a huge bears fan. I always used to call him just Melnick in my head because that's who he had as his, uh, app, or that's what he had as his old Twitter at. He's uh, got a picture of Eric Carlson, but one of just the biggest supporters I've ever had. And he's followed me like from bears wire midway minute bear down report. And now he's, you know, following us here at bear down Chicago. Um, so dude, I need to know your name, but shout out to you, man. Cause I sincerely appreciate you so much. And thank you for all the support over the last few years. So we talked about the bears community a lot tonight, and uh, I know we can be a sad bunch at times, thanks to our team, but, uh, there are a lot of great things about the community and we, we, very commonly support each other and lift each other up. And, and so in that the spirit of that, I want to say thank you to three Kings in the midway. They run a terrific podcast as well uh, and have been very great supporters of our podcast. And so we'd like to uh, send them a shout out and tell them, thank you for all their support and encourage you to go check out their podcast. They do a great job over there. Uh, and then I, I, I want to, I want to shout out this group. Uh, Ryan Dangle, Jack Wright, Logan Bradley, and Brennan Chagru. Uh, I, I know this is going to seem seamless when those that have listened to our old podcast uh, listen um, to this first episode of our new podcast, but I don't think I can overstate how much work went into transitioning and getting this podcast up and running. Uh, I won't go into all the details, but just know it was a an incredible amount of work in an incredibly short amount of time. And you all did an amazing job. I know you all put in a, a tremendous amount of work to get this thing to where it is today. And so thank you. Thank you for making me a part of it. And thank you for all the work that you guys did uh, to get us here. And I can't wait to continue this journey with you. I'd like to circle back briefly and shout out Mike Page. Ryan said it well. He gave us a, a stage to side hustle for a while and talk about the Bears and what it evolved into was... 
outstanding. And so he's responsible for that. So thanks, Mike. Shout out to Mike Page. We have great listeners, boys. We have such great listeners, as you guys have highlighted. And do they get any better than Heidi? I mean, quite honestly, the Julia child of Mexico. She loves to cook. She loves garlic. She loves Akeem Hicks. And she loves our pod. And we love her. She's so great. Um, So a shout out to her as well. Uh, boys, I, I've got a lot and I apologize for that, but we, we've got so many people and, and I think you've all alluded to it and we've, we've kind of set it out right, is that uh, from switching from one to the other, we have had some unbelievable support through all of this and just people that have just been in our corner through the whole thing. Um, and so I'm sorry, I'm not giving the most personal of shout outs to all of you, but I just by, by name uh, or Twitter at, I have to thank all of you so very much. Uh, that Montreal girl uh, and TJ Brooks, my two favorite Canadians, uh, Chad Beasley, um, the roar of the lions, the guys over in the UK, like they've even retweeted some of our stuff and we, we support different teams and they've, they've just been phenomenal about that. Our two Australians, uh, Andrew Davies and Mike Oosterwick couldn't be more supportive in all of this stuff. And we're just, we're so thankful for you guys listening down in Australia. Um, just, just incredible. Uh, Dakota Zintex, Dakota, I apologize if I said your, your last name incorrectly. I'm sure that I probably did. Dakota is awesome. Uh, he and I have had some back and forths uh, a, a, over DM and just in supportive. And I'm just, Dakota, so thankful for that. And then we've got a new everything, new logo, new name, new all of that stuff. And we've also got a new intro. And if you heard it, I know you heard it at, at the beginning, Blackie Chan Beats, Blackie Chan Beats. You can find him on Blackie Chan Beats on Instagram uh, as well on Twitter. Uh, just incredible, incredible stuff. And we just, we love this new intro and uh, we're just so thankful for uh, Blackie Chan Beats. For Jack Wright, Patrick Sheldon, Brendan Shagru, Logan Bradley, I'm Ryan Dangle, folks. We are so, so very thankful that you have chosen to listen to this podcast. We've got some big stuff upcoming. We're not even going to say all the stuff that's coming up, but we've got big plans for all of this. And a lot of it is going to be talking about bears and other things that are ridiculous. For all of us here at the Bear Down Chicago podcast, thank you so much for listening. And as always, Bear Down Chicago. <laughs>